You know what would probably help is if I knew what episode this was. <clears throat> 112? Is it probably is, yeah. Just gonna load up here. Yep, one twelve. Great. So this is the this is the next one because I got one elevens already getting ready to go out. So all right. Hey everybody, welcome back to Feathers and Friends. Where this week we're gonna rev your engine. But before we get into that, we want to thank today's sponsor. Uh, Susius are my favorite, run by the ever so present Gaio. Susius are my favorite has helped me get some equipment that is going here. So this episode is brought rev on. Whoops, that is brought rev on to chit chat with me here today, and uh, found out he's a big nerd like I am into video games. So Rev, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? And please do not mute yourself through this entire thing. Be open, hot mic all day, every day. All right, you got it. Uh, I will definitely sneeze out in the open. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> thanks for introducing me, man. I appreciate you having me on. Um, I'm host, uh, co-host of the uh, Yasso podcast. Uh, we are working on the name, so I don't want to hear any more shit about it. Um, <laughs> you can find us at uh, uh, yassopodcast.com forward slash rev, R-E-V. And uh, if you don't know how to spell it, then I don't want to talk to you. But thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, what episode are you up to, speaking of which? Well, I'm going to whopping 15, I think, at this point. Almost legal. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, it depends on what country you're in. Depends on what country That's you're true. in. That's true. I might be legal. <laughs> so out, out of curiosity, then, what made you want to start a podcast? Uh, because I don't uh, shut up. Uh, I already talk a lot. And I think that the I really enjoy listening to podcasts. It's gotten me through some tough times. It keep, keeps my mind occupied at other times. And um, I think a lot of it, are, a lot of them are lacking uh kind of a humor factor or like it's just something that like to make you feel good even if it's whether it's poking fun at somebody or not i just i i enjoy humor all the way around and it's the only thing i'm good at so i might as well get paid for it right no for sure do you, do you have any big sponsors yet are you, you kicking it off real quick or uh god god's a pretty big sponsor okay. um uh but i don't know he's kind of coming he's hasn't really you know tallied up his invoice yet but no other than that no uh no open <laughs> for sponsors in case anybody's listening you know maybe <laughs> awesome man awesome uh about, you got i'm uh, oh, sorry i was gonna ask what what got you into podcasting i don't know if i'm is it okay if i ask you or i don't oh. know if you edit this or not i should check no uh no you're, you're good man um I, I do as minimal editing as i possibly can unless i absolutely have to um cool. uh so the Right, it was funny because my buddy got a my buddy tried to get me into PC gaming because I was Xbox all the way, and all of a sudden I was like, I need I need a PC. I got one, and then the pandemic started, and I was like, what better way to contact my buddies than to just talk about video games because that's what I was doing heavily at the time. Uh, you couldn't leave your house, you didn't do anything. You know, people were shaming you for going to the grocery store. You know, twice, you know, once every two weeks. So I was like, I'm gonna do a podcast, and then it just kind of slowly went on. And I think I hit the year mark, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna give it up. And then people just kept listening and kept listening, and here I am now in season three. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's ironic, right? We uh, people used to give uh, us a hard time. You know, by us, I mean, I don't mean like white guys. I mean like people playing video games a hard time for sitting in the house all day and playing games and not going anywhere. And now at tables have turned. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm working from home. I am literally at my desk where I work, and I log out, log in to the internet, and here I am. That's what all everybody does all day, every day now. They're just sitting at their desk at home. So, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, take that, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> and Dad, wherever you are. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know where he is. He's in Alabama. So, shout out to the, as you guys like to say, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Uh, you know, that's actually, I, I don't follow a lot of college football. Uh, my badgers kind of mm-hmm. are weird, so I don't follow them. Yeah, no, I just, I just know the roll tie thing because my, my old man's in Alabama, but other than that, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I actually know, I do know one player on roll tie and that would be a uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry. I'm sorry. Come again. Yeah. I wish I was making that. No, I don't wish I was making that up. It's too good. His name is in fact, Kool-Aid McKinstry. And I think he, and he's first string he's playing this year. Is he a quarter, cornerback, a wide out? That's Not a sure. great question. Probably, okay. And maybe his mom would probably know better than I would, I think. <laughs> I, I don't know. I sure. I don't have an idea. Uh, now, speaking of video games, I, I know yes. you had said you, you started off with the old school Atari. I did, too, at my babysitter's playing that Moon Jump game. What got you into gaming then? Uh, it was, well, first it was Pong, and then it was, uh, it was, uh, uh what was the, it was the pitfall pitfall okay pitfall was the game that really because I, I realized i was better than at it than my parents were and it was kind of it was fun to see them get upset mm-hmm. you know when i would do better at the game but that's really but i mean you know and then everything got solidified when mario brothers came out you know from nintendo so all right so you're, you're a nintendo kid or did you when it when everything kind of branched off into the playstation the xbox the gamecube the dreamcast nintendo where did you find yourself with that and now I don't want to brag, but all the above. Nice. Very nice. I played them all. I love them all. I, 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 like I said, I, or like, you know, like we talked about, I, I'm, I have definitely have nerd tendencies and, and people can be mad all they want. I'll still beat you a street fighter, you know, in the arcade or at home. It doesn't matter. I mean, NBA jams, you name it. I mean, so then my next, my next question for you is, is it, well, okay. What's that question I'm looking for? Is playing in the arcade more superior than playing at your own console at home, even if you have to pay for it? No. Um, the reason being is because the only reason you play at an arcade is because it's for the experience. Mm-hmm. It's to have other people around and kind of, you know, be able to chime in. But when you're at home, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I've lost weeks of my life of, due to Grand Theft Auto and things of that nature, Splinter Cell, you know, time I can't get back. But oh. it meant the world to me. Yeah, um, speaking of time I can't get back, on my PC alone, on my PC alone, now this is before I, I got rid of it, I've put 316 and a half hours into Fallout 4, and I've owned Fallout 4 since it came out in 2015, I think, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, I've uh, lost Did you beat hours. it? Oh, dude, I've beaten it like 20 <laughs> times, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's actually wow. funny that you mentioned it because I got it when it first came out. I had a surgery, so it was home. I played a bunch of it, and then I never officially beat it until like three years ago. Yeah, it's it will because once something starts, honestly, I mean, you and I both know it's when a new game comes out that that's what draws the attention away from the old game. Oh yeah, yeah. I've you I've I, I don't I know I, I hate that I hate that with an absolute passion so much. You get a new game and then you're like you're like oh I've got three other games on my backlog and then all of a sudden they're still downloaded they're taking the space you delete them and oh god it's just it's horrible. I, I walked away from Splinter Cell for quite a while for Max Payne, and I I still regret that decision. Why do you regret um, it? 
Like they they both had their merits. They do, but I, to me, Splinter Cell is is it's it has a prestige about it. You can't just you, you don't just beat Splinter Cell. You basically have to become a, a seal operative to beat that game. I mean, that's how I felt. I mean, I, I mean, I killed a guy, but yeah. <laughs> as far as Max Payne's concerned, it's like you're popping pain killers, and it's like I was doing that way before I played this game, so it wasn't really anything new. And, so Splinter Cell, because I've played it a few times, how ahead of its game, how ahead of the, the curve was it with that lighting graphics, the, the enemies being able to spot you, how ahead of the, the curve was it? It was, it, it honestly, it was, it was one of the first games I ever played where I got, I, I don't, I don't want to say I had an emotional attachment to it, but I think I had an emotional attachment to it. Like I felt like I was that guy. Like I, I was, it was weird. Like mm-hmm. it was so immersive, you know? I not many games have done that for me where I've gone that deep into it where cyberpunk when it first started like when I first played the the game and I first made that playthrough that first opening act it like chilled me to the bone because like I was so excited for it I was stoked for it I had the you know the Dolby 7.1 surround sound headphones on it I was oh, invested okay. I was into it and just oh it got me right there it, you know when they're dumping you in the in the uh in the garage or the garbage pit it just uh I was just like oh, I'm going to get you back have you have you played half-life no i haven't is it i i can tell by the disdain in your voice that you feel the same way i do i have i lost a cousin to that game and uh unfortunately he came back but <laughs> the, the, i mean i don't know if you'll, you probably won't remember this but you know, as far as you know, i know you're a little bit younger than i am but i started really pc wise i was really mm-hmm. big into like wolfenstein and like mm. um descent i mean we played a lot of descent uh, and then it start kind of turned into um oh, i can't remember the racing game it was a big uh, it was a big like nascar game that like nascar 95 or something like that no no it was it was after that i can't it'll come to me later if it's important but um but yeah those, those are the first person shooter type like wolfenstein was a big one mm-hmm. because that was the first one that was ever if you look at it now it's like oh my goodness like this is that's that's half the reason why I won't go to Half Life is because I know that there was Half Life, Half Life Two, and then there was like a VR thing that was in between. But uh, it, Gabe Newell, right? He's the guy that does it, or no? He's mm-hmm. is he Steam? Um, I have no idea. Me honestly. Yeah, but like I know that like the fans are just pining for a Half Life Three. Like there needs to be an end to it. And just the dev team or the people that did Half-Life are just like, no, we, there's no updates. There's no nothing. We have no idea what's coming. It, it, it very well could never be out there. And I don't want to start a trilogy that has or that's supposed to be a trilogy that has so much emotion in it and that it has such a wide fan base. And then it's just like, yeah, you're just not going to have an end to it at all. There's no end to it. It's just you leave on a cliffhanger. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like reading a book and you get halfway through and it's like, huh? We might we might write another book and button this up, but until then, start something else. Oh, you, you know, Rev, the guy who wrote, you know, if wolves could cry, yeah, he died in the fifth book, so we'll never know how it ends. Oh, <laughs> goody, that's where my life's at, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh man, yeah, so, I think something like that happened in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I, I did, I, I was curious because you were a first person shooter throughout the whole, that's kind of where you, you stuck at with a lot of the games, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. 007 and all that. Double. So you, 
Now, how big was 007 with you and pizza parties and stuff like that? It ran our lives. It was right before uh, it came again to date myself. It was right before I got, it was either right before I got my license or I got, I had my license suspended for a year right after I got it as well. So it was somewhere around there. And uh, it, it played a huge role. I mean, it was, it was great. We, we would just, I literally go to fit. It would come to fist fights at sometimes a couple of times it did, but that's because it wasn't fair to put those proximity mines on a thing you could pick up. And then after you picked it up it respawn, you couldn't see the mine and then boom, it was cheating. But was odd job cheating. Yeah, he was definitely cheating, but the golden gun, All like right. everybody, anybody who wanted to play the golden gun was a pussy. Why, why do you say that? Well, because I mean, if it takes one shot to shoot somebody, I mean, in a game like that, it, it could just be a matter of, oh, I ran around the corner and they got lucky. Accuracy is not, it wasn't like a sniper type. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the controls were very, very different way back in the days with, with uh, 007. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually had a buddy invite me over like two years ago, right before the pandemic hit. And he's like, hey, let's play some 007. He's like, I'm, I'm a fucking Merc, you big guy. Little did I know. <laughs> That's his only gaming system that he uses, and that's the only gaming system that he plays on, and that's the only game that he really plays with his buddies. That's a setup. I uh, I think it was Owen fifteen before I was like, dude, do you want to get pizza or something? I'll buy. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you ever play any of the uh, fighting games or anything like, like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, or anything like that? Are you kidding me? Hell yeah, dude! I love those. We used to have uh, cousin parties where we we had like ten cousins, and you would the loser passes the controller, and that's how we spent we, a lot of cousin time with the PlayStation One. God, swear to God, same thing. <laughs> it'd be at the family. It wouldn't be cousin parties. It'd like we would at, during the holidays. Every, every time mm-hmm. we got together, it would be, and it would be funny because we one person would have a grudge from Thanksgiving, and then we'd meet up again at Christmas time, and they'd practice. <laughs> but uh, I was the oldest cousin, so it didn't work out well for most of them. Yeah, but, um, my older cousins usually beat me. So, what was the go-to for settling a match then? Uh, really, not much because like they would fight amongst themselves. But I had a couple years on them, so I couldn't fight any of them. But I mean, I would let them fight a little bit. I mean, nothing, okay. nothing, you know, no weapons. I, I would hope not. You know, that's that's some that's kind of like the golden gun. It's a little cheating, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess it depends if you already have a disadvantage, though. Is it cheating? I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, if the I guy's guess, got like a hundred pounds on you, I don't, I think, I think at least it would be fair to give him a, a chair, you know, at least a chair shot in there. Right. You know what you, that's a great point. I never thought of it that way. I should have given my cousin a chair. <laughs> um, we used to play Tekken three a lot actually. And uh, yeah, Tekken three. Eddie, Eddie Gordo was, was considered the odd job of Tekken three, the, the cheat. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess that kind of brings me to the next question here. Cause I, I wanted to ask you and get your opinion. So the last video game character you played has to defend you against a thousand zombies. Are you surviving? Uh, no, because the last video game uh, character that would defend me would be uh, Mario from Mar- the new Mario for the, the Switch. I was playing it with my daughter the other day. And um, Mario, I mean, if he wasn't as if he wasn't enough already, he's a straight up pussy now. I mean, I think Peach, uh, Peach's dick bulge is a little bit bigger in her dress than his <laughs> was in his pants. Oh, wow. Shots fired at Nintendo. Do you not like Nintendo much anymore, I take it, Ben, off of that comment? You know, we've had a rocky road. Uh, you know, it's been a lot smoother on Xbox, but Nintendo has been there longer for me. So it's, it's my cross to bear, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I have a strong opinion that with like Nintendo, you heard about how they stopped like the Wii U, I think is actually now done. There's the, the online digital store is done. Really? 
Yeah, I'm so, I'm almost 100% sure it's the Wii U where the digital store is now done. So any access that you can have to a lot of the, the Wii U catalog is, is gone now. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, Nintendo's kind of a dick. Like, there was a fan, uh, like, fans make shit, and Nintendo's just like, yeah, go fuck yourself. We don't care. I hate that. I mean, have, have you played the Switch? I have. I used to have one um, for Pokemon and Breath of the Wild. Oh, bro. Oh, don't get me started on Zelda, man. We can get, we put a pin in that motherfucker. We'll get back to it. Oh, no, sir. Um, no, sir. You are going straight into that. What, what, what about uh, Zelda? <laughs> uh, I, I am an old school uh, Zelda guy um, from, from the very, very beginning. The, um, uh, what was it? Half a pixel. Half a pixel. Okay. <laughs> the old school, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, but uh, I don't even, I, I think the first one didn't even have the hook shot yet. No, I did. I remember <laughs> Ocarina of Time. That is where I came into Zelda. And then I kind of uh, like watched it online and I kind of followed it. And then I heard about Breath of the Wild and people were loving it. And I was like, all right, I'll get a switch and try it. But the breaking of the weapons is what got me. So, uh, yeah, I, it got a little cartoony for me. But again, mm-hmm. I was used to the half a pixel version. But yeah, I remember the Ocarina. It was a <laughs> yep, yep, de- <laughs> the the original a link to the past i think but well, that wasn't even i think that was the super nintendo one there was one before that that i used to play it was i mean you can play it on your phone now but yeah that, uh, yeah way back uh i i think i actually just talked about this and and in, in the last previous episode that that comes out uh right after this where i i went off the ocarina of time because uh this lady was writing about how they should do a love a love thing in Zelda, like between uh, Zelda and Link, you know. Um, I mean, it, I, the guy deserves at least a handy. I mean, he's been chasing her through how many generations of this bullshit? But is it is it really something that needs to happen though, Rev? Because like, it's it's never been a major part of it. We never know if they're best friends. If he's just you know, if if he was somebody created by you know a mystical being to just be her protector, is he like her brother? Like we don't do we really know? <laughs> Look, I, I'm here to say I know uh, because th- there is no man on the face of this planet that would have already slept with a woman and still gone to those lengths. That guy's in the friend zone. He's trying his damnedest to get out of it, and that's keeping her alive at this point. So at what point in time should he, uh, what, what point in time did, did, should, should he just be like, I'm done? I think when he walks in on, uh, some, uh, doggy style action from Ganon. So unless it's like a Bowser situation, <laughs> he should give up. Uh, Bowser and Ganon would be a definite, definite give up. Um, if, yeah, if he, if he were to get to, uh, uh, the top of death mountain, I'm trying to throw it back here let's see top of death mountain and walked in and was like you know i made it here to save you and obviously he's got the, the new shield and the master sword and all that and but then ganon has his master sword in you know zelda's mouth <laughs> then i mean maybe he'd be trying to skip genres i mean and that's just looking out for him right? i consider yeah. him a close friend well, the, the reason why I ask about Bowser is because I know that there's like uh there's the memes that are always constantly out there where it's like Oh, you know, Mario still believes that you're getting captured, and you know, uh, Princess Peach is like, "Yeah, he's still kind of on that." And and Bowser <laughs> and her are secretly banging behind closed doors or whatever. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I it I feels know, so. I don't weird. think it needs to be a mission. You know, like it doesn't have to be one of the worlds or anything, but <laughs> we should touch on it. 
Yeah, there's got to be some reason why Bowser keeps attack, keeps getting Peach. Who, who knows? Princess Peach may have been Bowser's wife beforehand and Mario Solar. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Oh, what what if they're brother and sister and, and Bowser's like, look, it's your sister, dude. Stop trying to fuck her. And he's like, no, I'm going to save her. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I guess we're all giving Bowser. I mean, if you think about it, Bowser could have killed both of them so many times and he's let, let it slide. So. Yeah. Give him another chance, maybe. Again, and that motherfucker tries to kill everybody all the time. But well, God, he can, he can. What, what, what is it? He, he can enslave time to himself, where Link is just locked away for years and years. Like, well, yeah, it was Ocarina of Time, wasn't it? Where you get to pull the sword, and all of a sudden you're an adult. You put it back in, and you're a kid. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, I think it was. Or was it Majora's Mask? No, I think you're right. I think it was Ocarina. Ocarina. I don't even know how to say that. All these years, I just realized I don't even know if I know how to pronounce it correctly. Well, I, I don't. I, it, I go until I'm corrected, man. I go until I'm corrected. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I want to stick with that. So I want to get your take on this, Rev, because I remember when we did Mock My World on the Evil Mark show, uh, you had a lot of great takes. And there oh, that was a, a great time. There's a gal, uh, there's a gal on Reddit uh, on our politics that says, I'm a former stripper running for Congress. I refuse to be ashamed. I What's your hot take on it, bud? So I, I, I need to know more information. Like, what does she look like? Okay. Well, um, oh, that's right. You're banned from Reddit for some reason. Yeah, some horseshit. <laughs> some horseshit. So I guess as I'm as I'm getting this image set for you, what what happened? Tell the people how you got banned from Reddit of all places. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a tale as old as time. Uh, I went on to Reddit; it was great. Uh, I met our our mutual friend, uh, Evil Mark, mm-hmm. on there, uh, and uh, you can check him out at evilmark.com. And I went on there, and there they have roast rooms where people go in there and basically post a picture, which is probably not of themselves, but they post a funny picture and say roast me. So I went in, and there was a gentleman who had missed a couple meals, and uh, I basically said, "I can see your skeleton, skeleton." you know, you should have a snack. And then, you know, within 24 hours or so, I got a message saying I was permanently banned. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, so I hope that guy's dead and fuck Reddit. (laughs) Just kidding. Oh, that's so great. Oh, that's so great. Uh, Yeah, uh, so if you look in your chat, the picture should be up for you. That is... Uh, Alexandra Hunt, a Democrat candidate for Congress in Pennsylvania, of all places. Pennsylvania. Uh, okay, let's yeah. see here. So uh, as as, Re- as Rez checks it out, I'm a former stripper running for Congress. I refuse to be ashamed. A few months back, age-old stigma and bigotry caused me to lose a job coaching in the sport that changed my life. Uh, I didn't really read too much into it. Oh, she was soccer. She was coaching soccer, but yeah, now she's deciding to run for Congress um, because she lost her job because she used to strip for a little bit. So I don't know. What do you, what, what, you know, what's your take on all this? I, I got to tell you a couple things here and uh, this is going to make me sound horrible, but luckily it won't be new. I'm not new to that. And, and I am horrible mm-hmm. for the most part, but um, first of all, it looks like a man. Um. So I don't know what strip club she was working at, but it probably wasn't long. And if she was working there long, uh, then it she should have stayed. Because if look, if that guy walked up to me and said, I want to be your congressman, for sure. 
But <laughs> if she walked up, I mean, just think if you look at her and let's say, uh, I don't know if the users at home can't see, but or users or listeners at home, I should say, um, she's wearing a pea coat with like a some sort of blue long summer dress. Would you call it that? Or like an evening gown looking? How do you know it's a pea coat, Rev? Uh, because they have male versions of peacoats that are very popular in the UK, and you would know that as well if either one of us lived in the UK. <laughs> but, I mean, that's fair. I wear I wear kilts, so I mean that that's actually quite fair. Um, I was just kind of I was like, he's given her was, a lot of shit, and he's like, oh, she's wearing this beautiful, elegant nightdress made by Versace, which you can buy. And I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> like you do your I, homework, getting, man. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that. See, now the reason I brought this that up is because. This looks like a man that got to dress as a woman for the first time, and that's what they put on. Okay. So <laughs> that's what made me come to that conclusion, because, again, I look at her, and I can't see an Adam's apple, but I also can't see the hands. So mm-hmm. let's just assume she really is a woman. Um, if she's running for Congress, I would question her abilities as far as if you thought you looked good enough to strip, what the hell makes you think you're good enough to make an important decision on behalf of the state? Is, is it is it because of the confidence that she has and it's it's ill-placed confidence or, or where are we coming from that? No, I mean, because confidence can be arrogance. I mean, I'd start with the missing tits as far as the stripping part, but um, I don't know enough about her to call anything further than that. But I, I don't I don't like the combination of the the evening wear when she claims not to be a woman of the night anymore mm-hmm. and uh, peacoat. Okay. It kind of, I mean, plus Pico kind of says England on it, doesn't it? Kind of have UK written all over it, or? I mean, yeah. If you're if you're going with UK fashion, that that kind of tells us where you lean in it. And she is a Democrat, as far as I know. Um, both of them can go oh. to go fuck themselves because either neither <laughs> of them are helping us out right now, and I don't even know where I land. So that's kind of how I feel about that. Yeah, I, I think you're on the money with that one for the most part. I mean. Again, I mean, if if that guy walked up to me, it'd be one thing. But her as a former stripper, I, I question her her values. Well, I mean, so so you're you're old school with that. That I take it you're pretty old school, aren't you? I'd be a very very old school, like before there was even school. Okay, all right, I got you. I got you there. I can't tell if that's sarcasm or if that's being you being straight up. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm being, no, it's, it's sarcasm because I'm not older than school in general. Okay. I mean, I'm yeah. 40, so, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I meant old school in the mentality, like, uh, you know. Yeah, no. Okay. If it worked before, you know, you can adjust a little bit, but I, I like the old school approach to a lot of things. Okay, yeah. I mean, the old school has worked for quite some time. As weird as it may be, sometimes old school is the best school. Like, uh, uh, sometimes. I remember I was in high school and this guy was like flirting up with my chick and I was like, I'm just gonna go punch him in the face. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to go to, I don't. And this was down in Texas. And, uh, you know, I was like, I don't really want to get charged as a, as an adult. Cause in, as, in Texas, you can get charged as an adult at like 16, uh, for assault. And I was like, that's probably not the way to go. And I d- don't want to make a scene. And I'd probably lose too. That, you know, that was the biggest part is that I probably would have lost, but you know, you, you can't handle shit the old school way like you used to anymore. You know, a guy's giving you shit or a guy's giving your girl shit and you want her to lay off. You can't, you got to be like, hey, bud, come on, stop that. Instead of just, you know, bringing a metal bat now and going, hey, man, you're going to stop or, you know, guess what? So. Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot I could say about that, which I won't because I don't I don't <laughs> want it don't to take a horrible turn. But uh, I am absolutely from the old school and that train of thought. And uh, I've got the arthritis to prove it. Exactly. Um, 
but no, you're, you're right about that. But you, I mean, you, you're, uh, you defended our country. I don't, I don't want to put you on blast. I don't know how much the, the listeners know. So I'll just, I, I, they know you know, quite I commend a bit. you for I've, that, but I've, I've you've been around, there. right? Yeah. Been around. Yeah. I mean, every now and then you have to knock a head, you know, or two together, you know, just to get things uh, right. But yeah, in high school, I mean, in high school, yeah. wouldn't you get in Texas, don't you get charged as an adult because everything's bigger? I mean, it's, well, not everything is bigger in Texas. I can tell you that right now. Um, not the girls, right? Not this shit. <laughs> no, not her. But yeah, yeah. Down in Texas, that shit fucking, no. Texas is, mm, Texas, for all of its positives, there are lots of negatives about Texas. I'll just say that. What's the right biggest now. one? Um, the fact that the, I think it's the gov, or was the governor of Texas basically just mandated that all CPS services need to go after and find any parent that is harboring, well, not harboring, but basically he's like, if any parents are helping their trans child with them being trans, you need to investigate them for child cruelty. Are you shitting me? Dead fucking serious. He literally said child protective services. If any parent is helping their child with whatever, you know, with whatever the confusion that they're having and they're like, oh, yeah, we we let our kid be trans and, you know, he's a she now and that's how they live their life. And that's great. He's like, yeah, go after them. You need to figure out if they're doing anything incorrect. They're not doing the operation themselves or anything, right? I mean, what? (laughs) Yeah, no, I I know it's it's. Like I saw it and I was like, that's fake. And then I saw like it popped up on multiple things. But like the governor's like, yeah, fucking go after all these people. And it's like, no, th- you don't just let people be people until they start infringing upon your rights. And then you fuck with them. If they're not messing with you, you don't mess back with them. That's that's how I, I, I don't know. It's I mean, tech- you, you, you got to understand. I mean, are you still in Texas now? Oh, no, oh, no, you're not. You, no, you I'm in Wisconsin, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if I want to say it. Right. As soon as I realized it, I was like, wait, I don't know who, what they know or who knows what. But um, so in Texas now, I mean, they had to worry about like Joe Rogan bringing all of his like wannabes in. I mean, that seems more derogatory to the environment than, yeah. I mean, kids that are already born a different way. I, I don't understand that. Who, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Um, apparently the Texas apparently the text? yeah. God damn it. You, you're right again. Uh, That's why you're the, the OG podcaster. I'm just a young buck for what's the roles of reverse in the podcast world. Well, uh, Texas is the 10th most. Uh, it's number 10 on my list. Oh, uh, the vast majority of people that listen to me from Texas are from Dallas. Hi, Dallas. How you doing? <laughs> Dallas. Look, I will say this. I love Dallas. Uh, it, it's mm-hmm. a little scary. I, I, I did a cross country trip one time, stopped in Dallas. First time I ever saw those uh, scooters, the rentable scooters. This was about two years, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, first time I was ever there outside of the airport. And then uh, we went to this hotel. I got a fancy hotel. My daughter and I took this cross country trip to visit family. And she'd never been in this huge. I was like, all right, this great hotel, you know, we're like 18 stories up. She loved it. And I go down, like, I'll be right back. I go downstairs and go to go to the liquor store and they buzz me in and then as they let me in like some sort of argument starts with like a group of like five guys outside so they won't open the door to let me out (laughs) (laughs) and i just had to stand there and wait until they left for like 15 minutes because the guys wouldn't even open the door like no we're not opening the door i'm like okay i I literally cracked my beer and was drinking it in the store like (laughs) so my my, my my question then is did you ride the scooter of course I did. Are you crazy? Of course I did. How fast do they go? They go too fast. 
Um, do you, did they tell you to ride it on the street or? Uh, nobody told me jack shit because I only rode it for about, uh, I, I was switching back and forth with my daughter. She was a little too scared. She was only about, uh, she was there 14 at the time. So she wasn't too into going fast. Mm-hmm. So I, I took it up in the grass a little bit and then I went down the street and back and then that was it. Was we it had to get it? going. So we were kind of on a time constraint, but I would love to explore that. Oh, nice. Nice. People fly on those things, man. Oh yeah. I've, I've heard horror stories of those and, and like a lot of people in California hate them. They absolutely hate them, especially in San Francisco. If I remember the city correctly. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you ride through that. You're, you're riding through human shit half the time when you're riding one of them and it's really annoying. Yeah, you're out in Cali, aren't you? Yes, sir. What part of Cali, if I can ask? Uh, yeah, of course. I'm I'm a little bit outside of Sacramento. I'm originally from the Bay Area. You've been out in California your whole life then, I take it? Yep, the whole damn time. No plans to move out? No plans to, to get away from the hippies out there? Yeah, no, absolutely. There are plans. The thing is, is that I have a lot of family out here. Mm-hmm. And if I were to move out, uh, move away... I eat, you know, as the saying goes, you don't move out of California and then move back in. Mm. You know, you, you yeah. move out. You can afford to move out. You can't afford to move back in. <laughs> um, and that's not saying that I couldn't, but I don't want to. Uh, I really don't want to walk away from the closest. We have a pretty close knit uh, group, you know, of quite a few of us. So it's it's nice to have that. So one oh, day. Yeah. Absolutely. I definitely wouldn't. I have no interest in retiring here and I have no allegiance to California whatsoever. I'm just doing it for the people, really. Oh yeah, my uh, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because my mom and my stepdad live twenty minutes away from me, and then my dad and my stepmom live thirty five minutes away from me, and I absolutely love how close I am to everybody, which is fantastic. So, but far enough away to where it's not too close. That's perfect. Yeah, just far enough to be like, ah, I'll think about making it up if the weather's nice <laughs> enough this weekend, mom. You know. <laughs> Yeah, they can't call like, uh, the remote's not working again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was, that was one of the best things. Cause when I got out of the military, I moved back in with my mom and my stepdad and I swear to God, my stepdad got every freaking piece of electronic equipment that he wanted. He's like, Jared's moving back time to get the stereo system to get this, this, this. And like, I set up a few things for him and then I moved out. And I like one of the first things that he does, he's like, Hey man, this isn't working. It's like, yeah, I'll come up next Tuesday. And then he calls me. He's like, I got geek squad to do it. No worries. He's like, all right, good. So man, the geek squad. Yeah. The geek squad. I actually I almost oh, took sorry. a job with them. Go really? That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, and then the guy told me, he was like, one time we got a laptop uh, and it was full of cockroaches. So we had to like saran wrap it and send it back. And I was like, no, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't like GameStop either. That happens apparently like all the time. Really? Oh yeah. They, like there are horror stories of people like turn in old systems and like, of course they got to clean it and refresh it. I've got a friend that lurk that works at like a, a local GameStop here. And uh, well, she's not really much of a friend anymore, but like, I've heard some horror stories about some shit she's found inside of consoles. Like, do people do people like put things in there on purpose, like as a joke, or like horrible things by accident, or both? Well, like they're filled with like tar from cigarette smoke, you know, like a bunch like uh, dead cockroaches and do- dead bugs that have <laughs> just been in there. Because some people, you know, they put the system on their TV and then they don't move it for four or five years. And what do you think happens that four or five years? You know, there's a reason why I dust out my PC every six months. Yeah, and then nobody finds the body until a month later or two, half the time. And yeah, that's when I, they clean everything out. Yeah, you, I mean, you got to cover up that smell, dude. You got to cover up the smell. That's the only way to get around it. Yeah, can't just blow on the cartridge and start again <laughs> like the old school days. 
Now, it's funny that you had mentioned a big trip. Advice. Because this is this is where I like to get into some questions here. I got a cu- just a few of them lined up because I didn't find too many good ones. Uh, a lot of them are are really just kind of dumb. Uh, but this gentleman here, uh, Buchanan, asks us that he says he spent three thousand dollars to visit my girlfriend. Got stood up. Do I leave or do I tough it out? Long story short, I've been planning this trip across states to visit my girlfriend of two years. It's uh, I've been here for three days, and all I see are signs of this being over. Completely out of the blue, haven't even gotten to see her. Can't cancel the hotel because I don't get my money back, but I feel like I should stay here, like I'm trapped. She's the only person I talk to, so I have no one to vent to. Do I drive back home or tough it out and hope this works? Yeah. Oh, uh, do you want to go first, or should I address this pussy? Let's, let's, let's hear it, Rev. All right. Dude, have some respect for yourself. And I don't, I don't want to offend any of your listeners. I'm not trying to be a dick, but it, you need to hear this from a man. Um, she doesn't want to be with you anymore. Don't waste your money. Enjoy it. Go out and see the sights. It, it's not against the law to be by yourself. You know, you can walk around and do things. You may seem a little bit weird, but hey, I personally have been in situations where I didn't, like I've gotten into a fight with the person I was with. And then you find yourself like at a bar by yourself or at a club by yourself. And it's like, oh shit, what do I do here? And uh, things work out. Yeah, that's actually what I, that's 100 percent what I was going to say. It's like you've got time in a, in a place you haven't been in. Go fucking explore. Dude, I have dinner yeah. once a week by myself. I go to Culver's. I, I get it to go and I sit in my car and eat it by myself. You know, like every sane, you know, sad individual. So, <laughs> of course, I mean, yeah, today, that was my night tonight. I had dinner by myself. It's all good. <laughs> I just, I don't understand why people like, number one, why are you on Reddit to ask this question? And, and, and secondly, dude, if, if you realize it's over and you can't get your money back, just enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? Like that's the best thing you can do is just enjoy yourself. The you're, you're absolutely right. The only way that this, this story makes actual sense or, or could possibly be true is if there's been details added to it. Uh, Because there's, there's no way that uh, you, if anybody, if you have the means of, of, making that big of a trip and booking a hotel you don't go on reddit and ask should i stay or should i go yeah i mean he could be that sad and lonely that he's deciding to do that just to like get some praise or to get somebody up because i mean if it's true that he makes that good of money to do something like that and it's that clearly over and he doesn't technically have the friends i could see why you would turn to the internet for you know uh validation there we go that's true you know, this guy needs to put her name out there. I think that's what he needs to do. For, you know, just 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 a doxer. You know, just release her her first and last name and her approximate residence, and I think he'll feel a lot better. I, that, that, that is the one time I'm going to say that's probably not a good idea, Rev. You're right. I, I don't. You're right. I, I'll never do it again. I promise. <laughs> no, you're you're. You can say it. I just I may not side with you, sir. You may be at the bar alone by yourself on that one. So. <laughs> Her name's Rachel, and she's at no. <laughs> uh, another question here, this time from a, a Cora2222. She says, I, a female, went on vacation with a male friend, but he's trying to get physical. My guy friend and I went on a, on a few-day vacation together to do some sightseeing. I gave him the clear message that we are, we are just friends, but he wants to cuddle, etc. I feel bad telling him no, like it will make him sad, but I don't really want to be cuddling for the next few days as I don't have any feelings for him. What do I do? Would you, would you like to go first on this one? Uh, 
I feel like I'll just take the words out of your mouth and I'd, I'd prefer to have somebody else talk. So go for it. <laughs> it sounds like a setup, but I'll fall for it. Ah, all um, right, fine. Go for um, it, man. So first off, uh, if you are going on a vacation alone with a member of the opposite sex, and and even though you can be like, yeah, we're just friends, Tony, Tony doesn't see it that way because you're obviously going on him on a vacation by yourself, probably staying in the same hotel room, even if it is a du- two beds. Bitch, you're you're sending very mixed signals. I mean, he's not sure what to do, so he's testing the waters with the cuddles. You know, if you truly don't want to do that, you get your own room, you try to invite other people, and you make it explicitly clear in the fact that it's not, you know, you don't go on a vacation with your male best friend unless he's your gay best buddy or it's been established that you will never be a thing. Yeah, I I agree 100%. Uh, And just for the women out there, if there's any question, there is zero gray area when it comes to uh, going on vacation with a man who's just a friend. Okay. You, you may think that, and he may say it, um, <clears throat> men who, who pay for uh, women to go on vacation with them aren't looking for uh, a future pen pal. And I think she also knows that. I think all women know it. I think they, they play coy a little bit, but um I mean, where's, why don't you just maybe give the guy a handy and tell him, look, this is the one shot. That's all you get. Well, like, I mean, is it worth the trip? I mean, depending, depending uh, for me, who has been uh, involuntarily celibate for the last two years. Yes, it would be very worth the trip, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> out of curiosity, though, what if she was paying her own half? Well, then she needs to stop honking her words on Reddit. But if she was paying her own half. Um, then I, well, then, then tell them to fuck off. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're paying your own half, then that's what's done is done. But if you're accepting something on behalf of a friendship, she definitely knew that there was something else going on ahead of time, or she knew about his feelings for her. They were, they were only going to be exacerbated by going on a, a trip with the guy. And, and I, I, I feel for him. Uh, I feel that he deserves a handy at this point, I think. I just, I I don't understand how women can't grasp that concept that it's like, we do super, super nice. Like, okay, a guy will do nice things for a woman just out of the kindness of of his heart. You know, if, uh, you know, if it's something small, a small gesture of gratitude or a small gesture of love or something like that. But when it's these bigger things that are showing up like this and they, they expect that boundary to be kept. No, you don't take it. There's there's the small little things that we do for all of our friends, no matter who you are. But then when we start getting into the bigger, more uh, grandiose of, of shows of affection like that, there's a time and a place to go, no. And you need to learn how to grow a spine to say no. Oh, you're right. I agree. But let me ask you this. Yeah. If you were in her shoes, would you turn down the trip knowing you might have to give a handy or knowing you could get out of doing anything but would be slightly annoyed but still got to take that trip i'm a very giving person rev so if i could (laughs) give i I could i know that about you (laughs) depending depending on where it goes depends on what i would put out you know what i mean if he's like hey let's go to paris let's see some sights and i'm a little girl from wisconsin and i'm like oh my gosh paris how we yeah, I'm fucking, I'm doing some shit for my friend. You know, I'm, I'm letting him know I am thankful. But if he's like, Hey, let's go down the street to a Culver's. Ah, I'm good. I'm not hungry. <laughs> you know? So. Yeah, exactly. 
so so in other words you kind of do know what you're getting into now does penis oh, yeah. size have an effect on it because i found that has a big impact on my life because it get away with a lot more um i mean if he's talking if, about it before you have to prove it if he's big and can prove that he, you know i'm gonna be like hey drop them drawers let's let's uh, see what i'm working with and if it's if it's appealing to my eyes yeah i'm gonna take him up on a lot of shit you know if if he's like yeah let's go to these great places i'm gonna take him up on some stuff you know not gonna lie i'm very shallow like that what about you I'm I'm absolutely shallow, and that that's why I kind of want to give her the benefit of the doubt. I mean, if I was in her shoes, I'd jerk this guy off. But I think she knew what she was getting into. Yeah, definitely. Now this this one this one is very interesting because I re- I, f- I remember that Reddit is a place that not everybody is from America. There are people outside of America, so I want to get your little kind of opinion on this one here. And and I'm only going to go off the title. Be or well, I'll give you a little extra insight. So, my I'm a 17 year old female boyfriend's mom drunkenly admitted to me that she resents me for me after her other son got arrested for attacking me. Uh, so hi everyone, the link to my first post is up above. But basically, to sum it up, my boyfriend's mom admitted to me that she resented me for calling the cops on her oldest son after he attacked me at a block party last year, getting him arrested. She says she wished that I had told them about it first so they could have handled it in a, quote, less dramatic way. The cops came in uh, running code three, lights, sirens, and all the good stuff is what it sounds like here. After I told my boyfriend about it, uh, this, he had a fight with his mom. So how do you feel about that? Somebody getting openly arrested, their mom gets drunk, and then tells you you're a piece of shit for having them being arrested. Oh boy, that's that's complex. So first, uh, I think Code Three is a. I'm pretty sure Code Three is American or United States. I thought it was. Well, it, it says weird the, because I know Code Four is all good, but Code Three is not all good. Yeah, it says the cops came in with lights on and everything because Code One is just you roll up. Well, in the Air Force, it was Code One was unless I got this completely backwards. Code One was no lights, no sirens. Code Two is lights. Three is you need to get there fucking now. Yeah. You know. Um, and so when it says they came with lights on and everything, I'm assuming that they rolled up code three because uh, she was getting her ass beat or is that's what it sounded like. OK, now, what did she say to induce the ass whipping? I'm kidding. You should never put your hands on a woman. That's a, one of the few things I won't joke about. Oh, well, it was um, deleted by the, it was deleted. Oh, no, never mind. It, it's not. It's actually put up here. To uh, do. A lot of people were drunk, is what it's it's sounding like. Yeah, okay, so she doesn't really get into the fight itself, but apparently people got drunk at a block party. Well, because she lost. I mean, you never talk about a fight, we lose. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> unless you're you're dumb, so. That's <laughs> true. Um, I, I, I will never condone anyone uh, calling the, the police on anybody if, unless you're being physically assaulted and you're alone. If there's nobody there that can defend you. Even then, I mean, you know, got to give it the old, you know, community college try before you mm-hmm. call law enforcement. But um, uh, as far as the mom getting drunk, <clears throat> I think that's more of a testament to why that kid got arrested to begin with. She sounds like a shitty mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel bad for uh, I feel bad for the kid that got arrested. Uh, the other two hoes can, you know, go talk to each other forever for all I care. I, I, I think they're both wrong. But yeah. what do you think? Um. 
in all honesty, I, I think you're right. Like if it's if it's something in a crowd of people, I think the whole people, everybody at the block party was incorrect, and we don't know the whole story because this yeah, is where that's I kinda, the problem, right? Yeah, this is where I deviate a little bit though from the uh, from the old school mentality. Uh, you know, women are always talking about wanting to be equal to men, and I always love seeing online. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. I love those Reddit posts where this chick just is like, you know, open slapping this guy and then he shoves her and like he just shoves her and then people step in. And it's like, no, 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 no. Where were you beforehand? If if you were starting some shit, honey, and then he attacked you like you, you got to know there's only so many checks you can try to cash before it. You know, you, you cash when you can't, you know, you cash one. Oh, God, I fucked up the saying, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, no, I know. I, and I agree with you 100 percent. Um, yeah, you, you don't uh, you don't write a check with your ass. Uh, you don't write a check with your mouth that your ass can't catch or something to that effect. Um, but the Limp problem the, oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I, I think the, the underlining issue is as a man who's been hit uh, by a woman who punched like as hard as she could. They're much smaller. Most of them. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, that that's one scenario, but I have a good friend of mine, and this is a true story. I'm not going to, uh, you know, he'll love it if I shout him out. Shout out Johnston. He, Johnston knows he, he won't care. He, he likes it. Um, right. He got his ass whipped by a 17-year-old girl who was bigger than him. Nice. And uh, yeah, that's what I said, too. I was like, he sent me a picture. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, how many dudes were you fighting? Actually, it was her daughter. Like, oh. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, what happened? And uh, I guess he got mouthy or something. But uh, yeah, he's not like a woman beater or anything. I mean, he's but but he does run his mouth. Um, but love you, man. I'm glad you're free. And um, I, I think that <laughs> I really think that it, it, there's so many like you said, there's so many more uh, elements to the story we would need to know. But I, I don't condone calling the police, and I definitely don't condone the mom getting drunk enough to discussing it with you don't want to bring up something if it's that important to you you want to discuss it when you're when you have a straight head on not when you've yeah. been drinking you know it's it's funny that you mentioned that because uh i served with two girls who did mma uh um amber her name is ambiguous enough that nobody's gonna know and then uh i forget who my sergeant was but amber was like 95 pounds soaking wet she was like maybe five foot three or something like that and Ooh. both of her her bouts when i was when when we were stationed together all under 10 second KOs. And I was in Kuwait and she was like, Hey Jared, I want to do some weight training. So a buddy of mine pulls me in. He's, he's demonstrating how to do this. Now I'm 225 pounds at this point in time in the military. I've actually been oh, working out. Boy. I, yeah, I was a big boy. And so these two girls who are under 125 pounds want to use me as kind of, they're like, Hey, we want to get strong just in case we fight. It was like, you're never going to fight a girl who's 225. They're like, yeah, but it'll be good. I got my ass whipped for two hours by these little <laughs> girls and they just like it was the hardest I've ever worked out in my entire life. Just constantly getting whipped around, punched in the face, and they kicked my ass. And I was like, "Yeah, no wonder you got ten second knockouts, Amber." If it was, it was horrible, dude. I mean, but it was it was worth the sex at the end, right? There, no, they were both dating people at the time, so I just got my ass kicked and I went back to my bunk and slept. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, oh, that's the military for you. Well, uh, my sergeant was like, all right, Jared, go ahead and mount me. I was like, oh, I haven't heard that in a while. I uh, I woke up after that comment. I'll just put it to you that way. I woke up after that comment. <laughs> uh, uh, I always felt like if I was on a straighter line, I would have been in the military. But I actually, I, I went right after September 11th. I, mm-hmm. I, I literally joined the Marines. 
And then I, I was, I was literally, I was a Marine for like three days. And then they uh, told me that I didn't pass the background check. And, uh, it was the best news I'd gotten in a long time because I had changed my mind. And I was so thankful. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not ready for this. Was it a medical thing if, or was it something no. nefarious? No, it was, it, it was a, it wasn't my fault. Uh, you know, I, it was, you know, so it was a nefarious. So you can say that. Oh, you don't, you don't have to get into it. You don't have to get into it. It's all good. I just, it feels weird because I always feel like I have to clarify the day and age we're in. Like I, I've never be, put my hands on a woman. I've never touched a kid, but nefarious could I'll be a take DUI. it anywhere else. If you want to go, motherfucker, believe that. Yeah, um, dude, a DUI. it could be a DUI. So, dude, they, no, they I've never had a DUI. I mean, yeah, it was a DUI. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> dude, have you heard? Uh, I don't, well, you, you probably don't follow it, but like they don't let Marines in or like they were phasing people out for having tattoos on their arms. What? Yeah, like they got really heavy into the tattoo policy for a brief moment in time there. Oh, because everybody's getting sleeved up when they're like 15 now, huh? Yeah, people were getting sleeved up and they called it, <laughs> uh, what was it? They called it uh, unprofessional, I think is what it was. Uh, yeah, because the Marines don't color outside the lines. Well, I mean, first off, your job is like, okay, yes, technically you're part of the Navy, but like your job is Marine, go there, kill. Like that's that's their orders. That's their standing orders. Kill everyone there and make sure nobody takes it back. I I have a stepdaughter who's in the Navy, mm-hmm. and when I met her, uh, oh, let's see, I'm trying to see. I know you probably have a lot of listeners, so let me tread lightly here. Wait, isn't that the motto? No, that's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the today's Navy, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not talking about this, the seals, but the, the new guys are, mm-hmm. are uh, I mean, I know they're kids, but it seems like it's it's taking kind of, it's taking a turn for it's not the days of yore, you know, the old school, as you said earlier. I uh, that's actually kind of I was when they wouldn't let me reenlist because of a couple of things. I was actually pretty happy about it because some of the you new beat the shit out of those two girls. <laughs> yeah, I did. And I, I'll fucking stand by it. They were mouthing off. Um, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> uh, actually, why wouldn't they let you reenlist if you don't mind me asking? Uh, yeah, so athletic induced asthma, so I couldn't pass a PT test, and then uh, I may or may not have slept with a married woman, and that's against the UCMJ. Player haters. Yeah, uh, but anyways, it, it was I funny. Mean, only one. I mean, once you, you should get away with it. Should be cool. Did you do it more than once? I I I want uh, to plead the right. fifth on that maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not you don't have any kids with her, do you? Again, I'm going to plead the fifth there. Oh, uh, okay. Well, hey, have you ever thought of the Marines? I have thought of it, but I am I'm way too old right now. I, I think their cutoff I mean, is thirty. I think you can be a cop until you're like sixty. I know. <laughs> In California, that, you can. That scares me. I like. Th- I, I th- I, I'm not kidding. I think the cutoff for being a police officer in California is like 50 years old. Oh my god! I that's... swear it's it's old. I'd have to look it up. But it, yeah, as long as you can pass the PT, yeah. Well, dude, we had uh, we had the department of uh, the Department of Air Force Guards. We call them DAF guards, and mm-hmm. their PT test, like literally, I could I could pass their PT test without breaking a sweat. I think it was like 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, and then you had to walk a mile and a half in like 20 minutes. Or like you had to do a mile and a half in like 20 minutes. And I walked that at like a brisk kind of sort of bad pace, you know? Like so, were the pushups like uh, with, on your knees or do you, were they real pushups? They were at least legitimate real pushups. Oh, that, that makes it a little tougher. Yeah. Li- slightly, slightly. 
what time of day did you have to do it? <laughs> uh, I think they, they did all the PT tests right away in the morning. Oh, that makes it a little tougher too. I prefer a three, four ish, but I mean, you know, I guess that's why I'm not cut out for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the new airman, like, I, I, cause I outranked this guy by at least I, I was, uh, I was E4 and he was an E2. And usually when, you know, when E4 would talk to you as an E2, you, you kind of move with the purpose, you do shit. And he got real mothy with me. And I basically was like, I went to his supervisor was like, dude, do something with your fucking airman. I'm not going to stand. Like I outrank him. This is how it goes. He's like, yeah, I know. I'll talk to him. I was like, no, no, no. You don't talk to him as a friend. You talk to him as a supervisor. Cause if you don't fix it, I'm going to go to somebody who will fix it and fuck up his career. And it wasn't until I was like, I'm going to fuck up your career that he decided to do something. And no, you, sh- you have that mutual respect, you know? And I was like, good. I don't want to reenlist if this is now the military I'm joining. It's, I mean, I understand it. I'm like, I get, I get the hierarchy part, but mm-hmm. when, when you get to change, when the hierarchy changes, like it doesn't stick to the same script or moves, you know, like if you see people start to get things that they don't deserve is, I mean, it, it, just a real quick story. I mean, 30 seconds here. I, I work for the DOD currently. Awesome. And I am not, a, I'm not a veteran of anything. I mean, other than the streets, I've never been in the military, but I've had a lot of the training and all I go through the training all the time. And I had a really bad run in with the general because the general of the area I work, the place, the, the base that I work, I was walking across the yard in the morning and they were playing the song and I didn't stop and salute. I just kept walking <laughs> to my car and, and he, he took offense and the guy was about four foot tall, but I, you know, I mean, literally he, they pulled up and he hopped out and this guy, when he jumped out, I thought he jumped out onto his knees. It was like <laughs> Kevin Hart, like, <laughs> but man, he had so many bars. Like I remember just looking at that, like looking at all the bars he had when he walked up to me and he was like, he was just in my face. And I'm like, there's to a point where a man disrespects you so much to where it's like, I mean, they're going to laugh or I'm going to slap this guy, you know, even though, you know, obviously I wasn't going to slap him. I mean, he yeah. got like five yeah. soldiers with him, but yeah, big run in. And that, that was the worst experience that that taught me all I needed to know about the military, because they were this guy couldn't get through the it through his head that I'm not a soldier. Like, I don't adhere to those policies. But, well, you're on base. And it's like, well, you, OK, well, I'm, I'm not going to get into everything. I almost got fired because of it. But I, I mean, the the only the, the one negative thing I would I would have with that is just like, I don't care if you salute. I don't care if you do any like if you weren't military, but you're on a military insta- installation, at least just stop. But you don't need to get chewed out about it and almost lose your job. You have no military background. You are not affiliated with the military other than you just happen to work for the DOD. I think that and you're right. You're absolutely yeah, right. Like he was completely in the wrong for it. It could have been just like, hey, Rev, look, please just stop. Just stop at least a little bit. Like you're part of the you're part of the machine, you know, technically. No, the only thing I do want to add in my defense is that I was working the graveyard shift. It was 5.30 in the morning and I was getting off and it was, the sun's barely coming up, you know, or like it was six, it was actually six o'clock and literally six on the dot. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. And I was about 10 feet from my car when they came around from the building <sighs> in their Jeep and it was like, they just rolled off. But again, I, I, I should have maybe stopped, but I wasn't new to that. You know, I'd done it so many times before. I was like, nobody's around who gives a shit. And of course, guess what? There was somebody around. So I retracted the lesson, kid. Somebody's always watching. I retract my last ten, 10 feet away. I've seen people who were farther run to their cars as everything started. I'm like, ah, that's, me too. Right. Me yeah. too. <laughs> I thought you were like halfway across the you know, parking lot. You're like, oh shit, gotta get to the Jeep. 
So. Yeah. <laughs> no, they like, I was like, like, I had to get out of my car for him to yell at me. Okay. No, <laughs> so, no, you, you were fine. But, completely in, completely in the, fine. Now, uh, speaking of the military, this, this came up on our space. Um, and I want to get your take on this because I think it's absolutely hilarious. And I know I didn't really want to get into the whole Russian Ukraine thing, but the International Space Station's U.S. and Russian astronauts will continue as normal despite outbreak of war, NASA says. And this is an article that comes to us via the independent.co.uk. Uh, so this is a breaking news story. Um, my one question is why? <laughs> I mean, that, that's a great, yeah. I mean that, well, you know, I was reading, I know you don't want to get into it. I don't, I won't get into too many of the well, details, you know what? but let, let's get into it. You know, fuck it. Let's touch on it. It seems like it's not, it's a topic to fill sometimes. So let's touch on it, Rev. Let's, why not? Yeah. 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 That's a good point. I mean, if, if Russia can invade the Ukraine for, I mean, obviously it's over gas, right? That's what this whole thing's over, over the gas pipeline and their, their, their residuals they get from supplying Europe with gasoline. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's what this is all about. Right. I and have no idea, to be honest with you. I, I, I mean, I could be. I, I hope I'm lying. Matter of fact, <laughs> I wouldn't really say that, too. but I, <laughs> yeah, but I think it. No, I'm pretty sure that's what it is because that's that's what this whole the whole thing is. They pay the Ukraine roughly two billion a year just to run a pipe pipeline, mm-hmm. and because they you know Russia's they have the the resources are in Russia and they're pumping it to Europe. Okay. And that's what this is over. It's it's that and the fact that Russia's like, you know, I think they were in negotiations for a long time and the Ukraine said some crazy shit to him. And the one thing you don't do when you're dealing with a crazy motherfucker is say some crazy shit to him. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why people don't learn that. Are you, did you hear his reason when the when the, the invasion started? They were like, hey, remember all those times you said you weren't going to invade? He was like. Well, our culture has a lot to do with the Ukraine and the Ukraine. It only makes sense that they're part of our culture now. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, I, what? <laughs> I, I, I was uh, I listened to a YouTuber by the name of Philip DeFranco. He's like my news go to guy. And mm-hmm. uh, I heard the little TLDR that he spilled out. And it was just like, yeah, uh, the Ukraine used to be a part of us and then they weren't. And then now we want them to be again. And it's like, that's not a reason to invade another country at all. <laughs> Like, I uh, mean, if 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 that's the rules, then let me start over. Yeah, I used to own a whole lot of northern Wisconsin. It is now under Jared's rule. God damn it, I want it back. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> yeah, you know, deep down, I always felt like San Francisco is mine. <laughs> so uh, if you guys are cool with it or not, I'll go ahead and have that. Yeah. Um, I I think I think Putin I I honestly think all bullshit aside and and I'm not trying to be racist against Russians and that that sounds like a great punk band from the 90s but I I think the Russians are are literally I think a lot of them are crazy I don't know if it's genetics or the area or what but I think that they're they're savage like they really are but they're smart and when you Mm -hmm. combine crazy with smart you get Putin the leader Putin and Putin is like I mean he's on horseback with no shirt on like you know I give zero fucks. Yeah, I'd I'd fuck Putin. I, I'd let him. I'd give him a handy for sure. That man, that man exudes alpha male, through and through. I mean, probably twice if I had to. I mean, I I wouldn't come. I wouldn't start complaining until the third one. No, I I he just he seems like the kind of guy that like he just he's the most alpha every time he walks into the room, regardless of whether or not he it actually is. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. 
No, I was going to say when he met with Trump, remember what he mm-hmm. said? Like Trump said some crazy shit and Putin yeah. was like, this guy thinks it's a joke. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> well, I saw him, I saw him in a meeting where like they were doing like some union shit or something like that was like really good for the people. And one of the, one of the lead guys that was running a plant was like, no. And Putin's like, you're going to sign that, aren't you? And the guy was like, yeah, I'm going to sign. And it's like, yeah, because otherwise if you don't, you're going to be in a ditch somewhere and you're going to never be found. <laughs> you know, like the dude's He's like, fucking you know, insane. All right now I'm, I'm, I'm make, I make love to your sister. I go make love to your mother and your cousins. You don't sign that. <laughs> like, all right. If you're just going to keep fucking my sister, I'll sign. <laughs> oh, that, man. That, that guy's crazy. I mean, again, I, I don't. I know that the sanctions they've come down with are, are harsh uh, mm-hmm. to Russia. They, we, they, I mean, I think that as far as I know, they've cut off Russia's access to quite a few banks, just, just, you know, everything in the U S obviously, but I think they're in, in cahoots with the UN. I think they've cut them off from, you know, financially a lot. They've frozen so, like I, everything in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. No. And yeah, yeah completely cut off access to, uh, I'm, basically they can't, you know, the, the U S dollar is the biggest, um, the 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 most valuable form of currency in the world and without access to the u.s dollar they they lose you know millions every day just over not being able to convert it i mean you know moving money around that's how how nations make their money i mean yeah i i think that i think uh the euro is actually worth a little bit more than the u.s dollar but yeah the u.s dollar is like the standard if you can't keep up with the usd there's something wrong with it oh no no you're you're right I, maybe I, I misspoke I, I meant as far as um uh, like clout, like power wise, like oh, yeah, it is yeah. more at play than, than that's what I meant to say. Yeah. That's my, my mistake. I'm too used to my podcast listeners. <laughs> no, you're all right, man. I just, I think it's so weird that this is actually an article that the international space station, us and Russian astronauts will continue as normal. It's like, dude, they're scientists. Scientists could care less. As long as they have their funding, their toys and their time to do with the toys as they want, they could care less, whatever the fuck is going on around them. They're like, oh, yeah, everyone's dying down below. Cool. We're growing uh, these things in space, and it's advancing technology like 30, 40 years every day. They don't care about what's going down below. They really don't. Yeah, it'll be like it'll be like E behind the music later on. They'll be like, yeah, everyone was going, getting ready to go to war with Russia, but we were creating the very first. You know, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> You know, these, these, they're the best, the, the best and the brightest our nation has to offer, you know, any nation that scientists are and, and not to take anything away from them, but real quick, I have a great example of, of how highly intelligent people operate Google. Yeah. Okay. When the pandemic started, I, I have a friend of mine, very close friend of mine who worked at Google. She was, or she used to, or she was a chef. Okay. So she knows all the guys, all, all the texts there, the high, from the highest to the lowest knows all of them. Well, mm-hmm. when COVID started, they started putting security guards in, especially after there was the girl, the the girl from the Middle East who who I think she killed her boyfriend and killed herself, I Ooh. believe. So this is a couple of years ago. Yeah. Well, when they put security guards in there, these nerds slash scientists were too scared to go in. They would not go into the Google headquarters. Really? So they took the lunch lady, made her a security guard, and then they would come in. That's and that's a, that's a true story. <laughs> that's so cute. Like, isn't it? <laughs> the lunch lady, it's like, hey, go stand watch with that AK up front. You know, like, get your concealed carry. You're no longer making our burgers. <laughs> no, she was unarmed. I think she had like a, uh, no, I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> she, she probably had like a taser or something. I mean, I, she probably has a taser, but I mean, this is, she's a, not a world-class chef, but she's like classically trained. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like a Michelin, Michelin chef. 
<laughs> and now she's a security guard. They doubled her pay. Do you because, know how the Michelin star got started? Uh, I, uh, I can't. I do, but I don't. No, I don't. The so the 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 tire company Michelin wanted people to drive more because their tires, I guess, weren't getting used as often, so the people didn't have to buy new tires. So they decided to give stars Michelin stars so that people would travel to these places so the tires would wear out more and, and money, money, money. So that is how the Michelin oh, stars. Yeah. Like that's the very TLDR of it. But like, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's good. Yeah. I learned something new today. That's for sure. That's great. What, what does TLDR mean? Too long. Didn't read. Oh, too long. Didn't read. Yeah. There's Boy, that, a... that should be my initials. Well, <laughs> if you were on Reddit for more than like a week, you would know that, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Silly uh, me. <laughs> Well, you know, the the only reason why I guess I didn't want to bring it up is because there's like so many, so many fucking headlines that are out there. Like this, this is a headline that I have uh, for, for this. So there's so many articles that are coming out on Russia and this was on Dan. That that's interesting. The Russian 74th motorized rifle brigade, whole platoon of Russian soldiers surrendered to the Ukrainian forces in Cherniv. Quote, no one thought we were going to kill, end quote, Russian officer tells. And it's got this look of a very defeated Russian individual that doesn't look like he wants to be caught in the war. Now you read that and it's like, no one thought we were going to kill. I'm not sure on the translation. And then you follow it all the way back to the Twitter user uh, where the translation was, we didn't want to kill anyone is what it comes to. So it, it it's giving like two very different just uh, I guess you would call it uh, this would be the correct use of juxtaposition, but it's like no one thought we were going to kill, so like they were ready to do it, but then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, none of us wanted to fight or do anything, so we just rolled up and fucking surrendered. And it's like okay, yeah, that that's propaganda. Uh, it sounds like to me because that you're right, you're absolutely right. It makes it doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's what war is. It's killed, right? You of all people, I mean, you know better than I do. I was lucky enough. I'll just you kill guys. Away. No, uh, not not directly. You're a killer. I mean, <laughs> not directly. <laughs> uh, Did you know any of the guys that controlled the drones? Uh, yeah, they were they were pussies. Yeah, they are. I, I know a couple of them too. And uh, <laughs> I got to fly one of them off my arm, like one of the ones where you hook to your arm, and they let me fly. And this pussy, like he was like, I shot it, and as soon as it took off, he hands me the remote, and he was like. $27,000 and it crashes. And I just handed him the remote right back. <laughs> I was like, there you go. Hell no. So they, uh, th- so we went to, uh, I think it was Fox defender or something like that. It was mm-hmm. uh, desert Fox, uh, defender was the, was right outside of Nevada where we trained in the moon dust and in the desert out there to get ready when we went to, when I went to Iraq and, uh, there were, that's where the drone pilots were stationed out of. Right. And mm-hmm. so they would, drive in from Reno, Nevada. They would sit down in their comfy, cushy chair, fly the drones that were all the way over in Iraq, and then they would drive home to their, their wife, girlfriend, or boyfriend, or whatever you wanted to, and they were like, we want combat pay. And I was like, no, motherfucker, you don't get combat pay. You're sitting at a desk stateside flying drones overseas like a video game. I'm over here almost getting blown up because we listen to polka music, and now I can't listen to polka music anymore because my partner's too afraid he's going to get blown up. Like no, you don't get combat pay for that. That's ridiculous. It was it was so dumb. Yeah, that yeah. First of all, I mean, <laughs> a bunch of things, but I'll 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 I'll, try, I'll keep it short and sum it with this. 
even if they agreed to get the shit beat out of them once a week, they don't earn that combat pay. You don't, you're not putting your life on the line. I mean, these, these are also guys that are probably used to having multiple lives, you know, a bunch of lives in a game, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) and I know you and I have a little experience with that, but we can differentiate between the two. And, um, but I, I commend you for that. How, how long were you in Iraq for? Uh, you don't Let's have see. to say it if you don't want. It. No, no, no. It's fine because I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out. I think it was. Uh, I think my first deployment to Talil, I was there for seven months, seven and a half months, and then I went to a. a I don't even want to call it a deployment because nobody thinks a deployment to Kuwait is a deployment. But uh, do you know what an air marshal is? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so um, I got to play air marshal on C-130s for a little bit, and I did 59 combat missions in and out of Iraq. Uh, so for like the seven months that I was in Kuwait, I would get on a plane, fly in and out, pretending to protect the like pilots. plane clothes, right? Yeah, as a <laughs> as a plane flows, and like I landed at like every major airport you could land at in, in Iraq. So I mean, I guess you could say I was technically there for like a year, year and a half. It just depends on what you think of it. So it's weird. Well, I mean, you were still within a sidewinder, right? I mean, <laughs> um, well, I, mean, I almost got could've... I almost got blown up a few times. I'll just say that. So. I would consider that combat. I mean, I would, I wouldn't have any problem with you getting combat pay for those hours. We, yeah, we, uh, we, we did get combat pay. I mean, technically, I, I only left the base like two or three times throughout my entire career. But yeah, like that's why I count myself lucky because I never had to actually really leave the base and get into the shit that some other people had. So, yeah, a buddy of mine went went through some some stuff and and uh, yeah, it was it rough. He. I don't know how how it works. You said were you uh, you were Air Force? Yes, sir. Yeah, he he was he's Army. I don't know if they're they probably sure they do things a little different, but he he like had video not video had pictures of uh, he had a confirmed kill and they let him keep uh, the pictures. That Some of them surprised me. Early he said he said they let him keep it. I don't know whether they did or not, but it was brutal. Yeah. Um, so, and again, I don't even know if that, and, and yeah, junior, if you're listening, I still not co-signed on that story yet. I need more proof, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I commend you for that, man. I mean, that's, that's, that's respectable. I know a lot of good guys in the military. I mean, obviously I was never good enough to be one of them, but I fought a couple of them and won a couple of them. So, well, if, if you've beaten okay. Who did you beat? That's my question. What branch? It's funny you would ask because Air Force would be the first one. And then actually the Marines was the second one. But the Marine, he, the guy was super drunk. Um, he took a, a pot shot at me and he missed. And that's not something you can do around me, or at least when I was younger, because, you know, I was in shape. I boxed for a couple of years. And yeah, that's really I, my, I, I don't, I don't want to be one of those old guys telling old <laughs> stories, but I, I have, I have, I mean, I have hands I used to, I mean, now they're, they just hurt, but. I will let you be, uh, uh an honorary Air Force member, I'll give you that. Because I've met some Air Force dudes that even I could beat up, and I am not a fighter. Like, I suck at it. Like, I'm surprised they let me be a cop. But, I mean, if you could take on a fairly drunk Marine, I think that that's worthy of at least getting to the Air Force or the Navy. So I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was it was a great time. Yeah, I broke my hand on him. I mean, he was he was a real Marine. I broke my hand on his nose. But um, so I, I always like I like that. I mean, I don't know. I like the the... I like what the, I may not agree with all their tactics, but I think the, the armed forces are, are probably one of the few things our country should really be proud of the way we've organized it. So you used to box then is what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. What was, uh, how long was that career? What had like, come on, man, you got to give it to me. <laughs> I, um, 
that was actually that was one of the last things I heard before I got knocked the hell out and realized it wasn't for me. <laughs> but um, no, I, I boxed at Gold's Gym in Fairfield, California, for three years, and uh, I went up to Golden Gloves, and I did not make it to Golden Gloves, but um, I was in with those guys, and it's it, it, it was a lot of fun, a lot of camaraderie, uh, and it was the one thing we uh, an escape from the shitty situation we were in. So I mean, and again, I'm not condoning mm-hmm. violence, but I'll do it. Okay. So I, I, I want to hear the story uh, about how you, you got a little cocky and then you woke up. So, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, because the guy was, again, it was a smaller guy and I've always had a lot of luck with smaller guys like, until this time. And, and he was stocky and, and I caught him with a good one. And then it kind of shocked me that, I, I mean, it was perfectly well-placed, uh, you know, cross, uh, straight, right, right over the mid, right down the pike. Boom. And he basically shook it off and looked back at me, not even shook it off, just looked back at me. And as I'm trying to process, like, oh, I thought that was going to drop him. He, he caught me with a little jab. And then, you know, as I'm, you know, uh, reacting to that, he countered. And and we really, it didn't knock me out. But I, I can tell you this much that when you, you don't have to be unconscious to be knocked out, like you mm-hmm. literally just your body just stops working. It's not like it doesn't hurt. It's not like a, a thing where you feel this immense pain, like you're in a car accident or something. It's just your, your body just, it's just, a, it's like a temporary, uh, like a, you know, just, just a quick second, nothing works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like when but you sit it, up too fast and, and you get a little lightheaded and you got to sit back down and you just kind of sit there for a second and let your vision get back. Right. That is absolutely what it's like. Absolutely. Awesome. You really do see stars. Have you been knocked <laughs> out before? Uh, like three times. Yeah football or in the air force In the air force uh fun uh, i'll tell you a fun story then um so there was a guy that they used to call the pink panther that used to come through the search pit and they were some one of the guys was sick that night so like jared come on to the search pit you know we need you out here i was like all right fine i'll go up there and they're like go search pink panther's truck i was like why do they call him pink panther well dude's got like a very high quality printed out picture like from a printer of his buddy in his underwear just chilling on a rug I looked up and I went, oh, that's interesting. I missed the step as I was coming down and just like landed on my back, rolled and smacked the back of my head on concrete. Uh, oh. My buddy my buddy was like, I heard a thud, thud. Uh. And then oh. I like, all of a sudden I found myself on all fours and my buddy Mac was like, Jared, you good? You good? You good? And I was like, I was in the truck and now I'm not. And uh, I think I had oh, a concussion because like, they told me to stay awake for like six hours. And I finally went to the medic when, once the med tent opened up and they're like, yeah, you should probably just stay awake for the next 24 hours just in case. It was like, what do you mean just in case, <laughs> you know? So that was a very yeah. long 36 hours that I was awake for, but I finally fell asleep and I was all right. And it doesn't sound like you had that much brain damage at all, man. I mean, that's, that's cool. You no. can't really came out of the top of that, but yeah. that, that concrete is, is <clears throat> it's, it's no joke. Oh, and it wasn't, it wasn't your three times. Yeah. Three times. I I got knocked out three times. The the other one, I was uh, pedaling my bike, did a wheelie. The front tire popped off. I lost, I think about five minutes. Like, like I legitimately remember pulling up the wheel went off. I panicked, had an out of body experience. So I wasn't like, Oh, let's just steer to the grass where it's not so hard. I woke up, saw somebody who was walking down the street and I couldn't, I couldn't vocalize that I needed help and they weren't looking towards me. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm on my couch just kind of sitting there coming to, 
and my mom is screaming at me, dipping my hands into uh, uh, water with, uh, I forgot the word, soap. There we go, soapy Uh, water. And that's what brought me to was the pain as as I felt it rushing into my open wounds because apparently I'd punched the concrete that I thought it would stop my fall. Yeah, not smart. So you went like bike fork first into the ground. That's rough. Yeah, fork, uh, from what we can gather, the fork hit the concrete or hit the road, went over the handlebars. As it was falling, I thought to punch the concrete to stop it. And instead, I dragged my knuckles and I just dragged my face across the concrete as I laid there. So, yeah. And and if you were 225 in the Air Force, that means when you did that, you were definitely big enough to do some damage to yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I was was a chunky kid. I think I was about 175 and I was like 17, 18. I was I was kind of a chunky kid. I'm I'm only like five, nine or no, I would think I was like five, nine because I'm like six foot now. But yeah, like I was. Yeah, it was not it was not fun. So, yeah, you so yeah, you and I are pulling the same numbers then. I'm six one and I'm about 225 or 220 right now. All right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, you when you have an accident on a bike, it the it it leaves an impression. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, make sure to always check that the pegs are securely are secured to the bike and it's nice and tight. <laughs> that that was yeah. That was and my if, if you're if your boy's gonna jump while you're on the pegs, <laughs> tell him not to. <laughs> yeah, like I I remember uh, it was funny because like two weeks earlier, my buddy was like, "Hey man, when was the last time you checked your pegs?" I was like, "I don't know. They'll be fine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you're at kaiser later or you know you're at the hospital later like i didn't you know, go to the I, hospital actually really uh, yeah my mom is my mom was a nurse uh i um i i, I actually like going on, bro. yeah i kind of mentioned i think i mentioned that in episode 111 she gave me the okay to have her on like i'm gonna interview here coming up about her uh about her being a nurse for the last like 50 years but yeah like she she bandaged and did everything i should have gone to the hospital i totally should have but yeah i you know real quick a, a story i have like that with the bike yeah. is uh I, I was a little bit younger and I, I i was a little younger than 17 i think i was like 12 13 at the time and his neighbor had a really fancy yard it was all set up and he had a ceramic or two ceramic deer and i used to go i used to just to be a shithead you know me and my, a couple of my friends would ride through the yard like it was it was like it was landscaped with like bark and rocks and we would like jump off the rocks and stuff you know just being assholes as little yeah. kids and one time I went too fast and I lost it and I hit my head on, on like on one of the, on a birch tree and caught the antler in my leg. Oh my God. Snapped the antler off. I, I mean, antler literally, st- st- I still have a scar to this day from that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck in my leg. Like I, I like, I didn't, it didn't knock me out, but it's close enough. You know, like I got, like, I'm trying to get up and I'm looking at my friends and they're like, don't move yet. It's stuck in your leg. And I looked oh down my God. and I pulled it out and it literally, I'm looking at it. And when I pulled it out, it just sprayed me in the face. Ah, my, so, how many stitches? I'm sorry, Trini. If you now you know who did it, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> how many stitches did you need? Uh, I didn't. I didn't even go to the doctor for it. Super glued it. I take it. Uh, no, no, we just bandaged it up. Uh, no, I had I had a shitty upbringing, so my mom wasn't a nurse or anything. She just told me to stop crying and and walk it off, and I wrapped it up, and it leaked everywhere, and ruined a pair of shorts, and still got in trouble for that too. So, but I was being an asshole, so I kind of had it coming. <laughs> Now th- there is a question that I want to ask because um, sure. th- this is sure. I know everyone has that childhood. I lived next in Texas. I lived next to the the, the cheerleader, like the head cheerleader, 
and then her sister oh. who was like super super goth but they were so fucking attractive uh of course they were man <laughs> and if my parents are listening to this podcast i i apologize yes they uh, thank you for moving into the two most beautiful women in the entire little little subdivision that we used to live in did you have that neighborhood crush where you like tried to impress them and it just totally like backfired I did. And <laughs> it was the house next to the one I just told you the story about. Uh, it, her name was Mercedes. And actually by now she does know I had a thing for her, but it didn't work out. She was like, <laughs> I was super young and she was, you know, in her twenties smoking hot. <laughs> and one day I ran into her. Like <laughs> I was like 16, like I'm grown now. I was holler at her. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> Anyways. Um, fuck you. But, uh, <laughs> Mercedes, <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I tried to do a wheelie in front of her house and her dad always had these shitty cars out front and there was a big ass oil slick there. And I was like, hey, like she looked over and I was like, Woo, and I popped the wheelie and just lost it. Wrecked right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I felt like such an asshole, but it was it was it was uh, telling about my future. I uh, We had uh, my my dad and my mom got divorced. My dad started dating uh, a woman who owned a bar, actually. And one of the bartenders was like 22, 23 or whatever. And she was just a smoke show of a bar, uh, you know, a bartender. Like I knew why my stepmom put her on like Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays and stuff like that. Oh, and, yeah. and she knew all of us boys had a crush on her because it was me, my two brothers and then my stepbrother. And like all of us had a crush on her. And my dad was a pool shark. So he taught us a lot of pool and like, oh, you're Bobby's boy. You're really good at pool. And I, you know, I play a lot of pool like that. And so one time she's like, hey, Jared, you're pretty good. And I was like, yeah. And uh, I was like, I'll play you. And like we were playing around and we didn't understand the concept of a boyfriend or something like that because she never said anything. And uh, I thought I was going to be hot shit and impress her. I have never lost a pool game more more rapidly or in worse fashion than I have that night. <laughs> and my dad pulls me aside. and He's like, hey, Jared, here's a good lesson for you. If you can't make a straight on pool shot with a naked lady in the side corner pocket, you know you're pretty bad. He's like, you got to be that good. And uh, yeah, like even my stepbrother and my brothers are like, oh, Jared got smoked. You suck. Because like I'd always beat him and stuff like that. It was just that that smoke. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That smoke show of a girl. <laughs> yeah, it's putting the pussy on a pedestal, man. You got to avoid it at all costs. That's, that's probably the reason why I'm single right now. But yeah. <laughs> All right, well, tomato, tomato. Um, yeah. I, if we have time, I actually have two, a couple quick questions for you, if you don't mind. You yeah, have, sure, dude. I'd, these will go as long as uh, as long as we're good, folks. So keep going, man. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see here. I down here. Um, did you actually take notes for this? Of course I did. Wow. Um, I know I sound unprofessional, but I work hard to sound that way. So. All right. Um, <laughs> first of all, one thing I, I didn't get a chance to commend you. I, I did take a note of this. I do have to commend you in something you said. I, I was listening to the podcast that you did with uh, Evil Mark. You know, the the evil in all of us is Evil Mark. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, where uh, you mentioned that you were able to keep from a woman that you had not, that you were previously married for two years. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Yep. I'd, uh, I kept it from her, uh, for, for quite a while that I, that I had been previously married for two years. Not, not many people know that to be honest with you. Now, a lot of people do. So <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you can edit it out if you want, you can. I'll say something else like, "Hey, no. what about uh, seeing Matt Damon's O face? Ben Affleck saw that." <laughs> no, it's it's all good. Yeah, I uh, 
I kept it from her for for quite some time that I was that I was married. It was pretty easy. Uh, um, like because I dated a Native American girl for the longest time, and she was from the Sioux tribe, and it was just never one of those things that came up. I didn't really care too much to dive into it, because uh, her her last name is super unique, so I don't want to uh, drop it out there. But a yeah, lot of no, guys would like make fun of her because this was in the early days of Plenty of Fish. And she's like, please don't make fun of my last name. I was like, I didn't even know there was a joke about your last name. And she's like, oh, it's blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that's kind of lame hearing it for like 100 times, isn't it? And she's like, yeah. So because it never came up and, you know, you don't talk about your exes or anything crazy like that. I just kept it from her for a, quite a long time that I was like, yeah. And then when it finally came out, you know. She's like, oh, really? Was, yeah, kind of. Like, it just, it never came up. So I never thought to mention. It. I didn't think it was important. So. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you don't, I mean, I know we don't know each other that well, but you don't have to bullshit me, bro. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I see where you're coming from for sure. But. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> there were, okay, there were probably moments in time where it was like, yeah, probably don't say that, Jared. But, you know, you, you don't. It, it was Might just have been it, a little important, but uh, I guess yeah. it depends on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> it was only important up until the point that some things were going to get serious. She found out. <laughs> yeah, she she found out. She, when she found out, she found it a lot. It was a, it was it was a turning point in the, in the relationship. So, did it, and it, but it didn't end it. Obviously. Oh no! Um, it, it ended because she cheated on me. So. Yeah. Well. I mean, hey, with the name, with the last name like Plenty of Fish. I mean, I, oh, sorry, I was supposed to say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of women are like that, you know. And, and the the other thing I wanted to bring up that you now that you say that it reminds me is you were very clear on your stance about soccer moms having that that label, you know, for mm-hmm. a long time. But I think you kind of ignored the fact that football moms have had a label a lot longer than that. Because I know you're a big advocate of soccer. I mean, I mean, no. You know, I, I mean, I, 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 I want to like you, so I'm not going to dwell <laughs> on it. But. <laughs> Dude, I, I used to drive uh, Chrysler Town and Country for like a year and a half. All right. <laughs> so, that was oh god, it was so great. I remember I rolled up to a date, and she's like, "Are you driving your mom's car?" I was like, "Nope, I own this. I own this bad boy." <laughs> Uh, i was like it was so oh god i was so dumb i can't i'm so glad that thing blew up well i've I've, yeah i've I've been dumber for much worse so you're you're not alone but the the reason i brought it up is because Mm -hmm. i mean you you know what i mean you know what they call you know they're not called football moms but you know what they call football moms i mean i just thought it was weird that you ignored that earlier when you were talking about the reference to soccer moms I don't. I, I don't think. I, I don't think I've ever heard what what they call football moms. What what do they call them? I mean, it's. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say hookers on the podcast, but I think barflies is the technical. I mean, that's okay. usually what we always call them. But baseball moms. I mean, that 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 their labels up in the air, bro. That's. I mean, you can grab that right now if you got a good one. <laughs> I don't. I see. I I don't. I don't think that that parents should be involved in sports like that. Like it just. It, it because you remember how it's like it's just a little league game just relax like if you have to tell a parent that like you're going too far you know i don't know yeah they're living like, vicariously through their kid they can't play either it, yeah no i'm i'm good like that's that's half the reason why i don't watch streamers because like i like oh yeah you're doing oh i suck so much i have to watch a streamer play okay that's yeah that i'm in a good place in my life now <laughs> there's like there's literally video of me playing i mean this is how much i mean and, and no offense to anybody out there that likes football or soccer or whatever you want to call it 
Yeah. I'm just not really, you know, I'm not good. I wasn't good at it. So I think if you're not good at a sport, it, you, you get a free pass to talk shit about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, there's a video of me, like I was the goalie because I was that bad at soccer and I'm just doing pull-ups <laughs> on the other end while they come down the field and score. I'm like, Oh, at the last second I see him and they score on me. It's like, uh, he sucks all the way around. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I, I was so uninterested. <laughs> well, I mean, like when you're a kid in soccer, they just kind of like, what, isn't it? They usually just like hang around the midfield and the goalie's like, Oh, butterflies. You know, I, I think I still got a trophy for that game. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I sports as a child was so weird, wasn't it? Like it was just. Uh, Did you play? What? what uh, obviously, you must have. This is as big as you sound. You and you're in the military. You must have played sports. I played. Uh, I played left field in baseball, and then in eighth grade, I finally decided to try a real sport. Where they're like, "Yeah, Jared, you can be center." Dope. So I was center in football. <laughs> yeah that is an appropriate goddamn best bait and switch i've heard all week <laughs> well because i remember the first time they're like ah oh, jared you could be center i was like what no i don't want the guy touching my my my, my stuff you know and he's like i'll oh, get over it and then uh i i fucked up a count once no <laughs> yeah i fucked up a count once and the 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 coach was like you're gonna do 60 back-to-backs with the with the quarterback to get it right because oh. the quarterback was fucking it up too and so, like, I did one. Like, he's like, "No, you're going back to back." So, like, we got repetition, and then it, I just kind of got used to it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you no, play? I, it, it, yeah, yeah. I, I played all of them. Um, my uh, my grandfather was actually a pitcher for the San Francisco Seals and the New York Yankees back in 59, 54 to fifty nine. Oh, that's um, right. You dropped that little bit of knowledge on Mock My World. Yeah, of yeah. yeah. uh, the the and and I use that term loosely, and I don't get too into it because uh, baseball is not an inherited talent. <laughs> um, I can catch, man. You should see me catch, bro. I can catch almost any ball thrown to me. I, I mean, I rarely miss them. I mean, I've caught some pretty interesting throws, but uh, that's about where it ends. All right, man. <laughs> baseball I, concern yeah yeah i'm sorry just the the way you worded it i knew what you were going with and i just it just i was trying not to to follow yeah so yeah i right. know i know i get it <laughs> i'm picking up what you're putting down thank you thank you sir <laughs> which i didn't have to do much of because i caught everything by the way oh god rev all right <laughs> uh well rev do you have any other questions or any uh, any other fun stories you want to drop on us here man i i ran out of things about 30 minutes ago so you've kind of been carrying it here bud uh, well yeah I don't, I don't want to take up too much of your time man i appreciate being on the show it, it was a blast it really was a lot of fun man i, I and uh, oh actually i do uh, yeah what yeah. the hell is the meaning behind the the feathers and friends so feathers i i didn't know what to call my podcast slash my youtube channel or anything like that and okay. i had three birds at the time as you can see uh my logo is three of the parrots i have two of those left um and i was like oh let's call it parrot gaming productions right and then mm-hmm. i was like that's just a really long name i was like you know what it, it'll stick like yeah so is right now i was like it's a placeholder and then just here recently, I like I did. A, I interviewed a bunch of OnlyFans models. I interviewed uh, a comic book a gal who who wrote a comic book that's actually in stores now, which is pretty dope. I gotta get her back on. And then I just I started interviewing a lot of people because I I got tired of just like rambling my you know rambling off into the void with my podcast. And so I was like, you know what? I like to have you know like I'd like to have 
friends in the pot feathers and friends there you go it was like an aha moment so that i mean honestly i i had that that makes perfect sense i had no idea what you were going to tell me when i asked that question i could i for i could i had the faintest fucking idea what the hell that meant i was trying to figure out like feathers and like i, I thought you were going i wasn't sure if you were going like a uh like an animal rights air you know direction or yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm really, really like big. birds or, well, I mean, birds, uh, an ex-girlfriend really got me into the parrots. Um, uh, and like, if you go, if like, if you want to live, if you want to go back and listen to a podcast, I, I, I forget, I think it's episode 3.5, not 103.5. Now that we're talking about that, um, let me take a quick gander here. Cause oh, 3.5, like an eighth of wheat. I yeah. Remember. 3.5, the parrot story. It's, it's a little 30 minute story where I like, I detail how I got into birds and um, if I said 103.5, then I'm just an idiot. And that wouldn't surprise me one bit. But I it, could be an idiot and have misheard it as well. So, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, it basically banjos over here. It tells my story of like how I got to be how I got to have bar- parrots and birds. Like I'm a big animal rights activist. Like I don't feel like you should ever cage an animal unless it's like absolutely necessary. My birds have free roam of my house if they want to, but they stick to a corner you know, I just like I, I hate caging animals and doing anything that you wouldn't like you wouldn't lock a kid in your room for more than like, you know, 20 minutes at a time out. That's how I feel that it's the same with animals. A lot of animals like parrots. I mean, shit, see how how smart ravens are. They figure out puzzles on the fly like it's nothing. And so they're they're as intelligent as like 10 year olds. So why would there, you? There's something to a murder of crows. You yeah, know, like exactly. that's, you know, there, there really are. Have you heard? I'm sure you have. You heard the stories about how crows will. Or they have that they like these scientists where they would do experiments on the crows and then let them go and the crows would hang out and wait for them to walk to their cars and attack them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had to wear mat. They literally yep. were wearing masks walking to their vehicles after work. <laughs> they are I they are that. smart. They mourn their dead. They uh, pick up on tips and tricks on how to crack nuts that they can't with with cars. I mean, they'll put a nut in the street, hang out, and then right as the car is about to get there, they fly away. But then the you drive over the nut that they wanted and it's cracked for them. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got those the eagles that that pick up goats off of mountains and drop them to you know like in, in, <laughs> I'm not sure what country that is, but that's that's, that's one of the BBC uh, Planet Earth uh, DVDs I watched with my I remember shocking my five year old with seeing mm. that footage, but a you know, uh, proud dad moment. She's um, got to be so thrilled to to see goats again. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, well you know I couldn't stop her from throwing them off the mountain after that. It was like just because birds do it, honey, it doesn't make it okay for you to do it. We're evolved. Yeah. Ah, dude, I I love that. Yeah. Sorry. I I just, I'm a big, big kind of animal rights guy. Like I just, I don't know. It just, it kind of irritates me when I see people doing some things with animals unless it's absolutely necessary. So I don't, I mean, I mean, I know what you mean. And it's, it's funny because like a lot of people hear me talk or or, or people I know would be surprised, but I I have, for me, like I have a solid, it's kind of like sticking up for the stupid kid in class. Like I used to do that. You know, it's like, they can't help it. So there's no reason. I mean, I have a five pound chihuahua who's a fucking asshole. This guy is a <laughs> fucking prick, dude. And I still do anything for him. Yeah. But he's, he, you know, there. if this was somebody else's dog, I would probably wish horrible things on it. You know, not death or anything, but like, I, I hope, you know, your collar's too loose and it gets stuck on your big ass ears or something. I don't know. <laughs> but this guy is such a prick. And, and I still just, I'm still like, Oh, well, Hey, whatever you need, let me know, man. You know? 
Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you on that. The, the Bert, like Helios, is only like thirty-five grams, and he he's twenty. He's uh, tw- he'll be twenty-two very shortly. But he's he's an asshole. Like, just he, I don't understand him whatsoever. But yeah, I would die for this. Like, have you ever thought about like the zombie apocalypse or like just like the world collapsing and everything is now? You're, it's uh, have you ever seen the movie The Road? Um, uh, it sounds familiar. I can't place it. Uh, it was it was a really fucked up movie. I, you you would probably remember it if you saw it. But like the ro- it, like R O W row or the R O A D the road. R O the road. No, I don't. I can't place it right now. Yeah, you want to watch some? You want to you want to watch something a little bit fucked up? Go ahead and watch the movie The Road. It was very well done, but it it was it was a one and done for me. But like you know, like civilization <laughs> collapses. You know, we we no longer can just go to the supermarket. I I feel about that. I'm like I'm gonna have to let the birds go. You know, like if I can, if I can keep birds, people are gonna know I have resources. And Helios's dumbass screaming at the feral cats that are running around are, are gonna give away my position. Like I'm gonna have to let them go. And I, I feel super sad, Panda, about even that. You know. I I know what you mean. Yeah, that's it's it's one of those things. Like that's a decision you'd have to make, and it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks. But at the same time, you're like, I need people to know that I'm thinking ahead. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'm, 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 I have plans that, you know, I'm ready to be, I'll be in motion before I'm not. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, one, there was, there was a time when, uh, and you know, I, sorry mm-hmm. to cut you off, but it, it's no, you're kind of like not an apocalypse thing, but we went to the store and we came back and on our way back, the way that the house, the houses are lined where I live, my house is behind, um, you know, like I'm on a cul-de-sac, so you can't, so it's kind of directly behind another house. You know, if you're looking at it from a distance. And the, the person's house who was in front of mine started a huge bonfire, like trying to start their, their barbecue or something that they okay. were doing too much gas. So we come around the corner and all you see is a huge plume of smoke, like over our house. <laughs> and my first thought wasn't like, what about the files? What about the firearms? You know, what about my, you know, mm-hmm. my valuables, you know, it was, <laughs> holy shit. The dog was upstairs. <laughs> You know, and even though, and that's how much of this prick is such an ace. I mean, I'm telling you, if you ever have the unfortunate chance of seeing or even meeting this son of a bitch, he's the biggest dick I've ever met. And uh, they're just animals. It's something about them. Uh, their dedication slash uh, independence that really, really does it for me. Yeah. I, like when I first met Helios, um, his name was Katie and they thought uh, he was a she. But I, we went to the the center, and there's a there's a thing a bird does when they like kind of just un um when they just trust you to the end of the earth without knowing you. Picked him up, took him to the viewing uh, to the kind of area where you can hang out with the birds outside of the cages, and they'll stand right behind your neck, and then they put their beak right up against the back of your neck, and as you kind of move, their beak follows you, so they stay kind of hidden, but they can kind of see what's going on there, and they're like, I trust you to keep me safe. And oh, I see what you're saying. And I'm like, oh, I'm adopting you and you alone right now. That's it. Game over. You know, and I'd been looking at some African greys. I'd been looking at some other really good birds. But when Helios did that, I was like, I've known you for 10 minutes, bud. You know, I've talked with him a little bit. I just kind of sat with him. The lady's like, oh, let's take him out of his cage. And I was like, I oh, he seems a little scared. And then he does that day one. Like the first time I handled him, I'm like, oh, my heart. I now have another bird, you know. Did- does he like, does he bite the shit out of you sometimes too? Uh, we've learned, uh, he does more gentle bites <laughs> now, but yeah, I have some scars. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's we, we had a macaw when I was very, very young, like, like five or six. And it was my, my dad got it from somebody he worked with who was moving out of town. You know, that's how it always goes. You know, got, we had the whole huge cage and every time I walked by, he would just hiss at me. And if I wasn't paying attention enough and I got too close, he would just bite the shit out of me. And then we finally got rid of him because I mean, you know, somebody well, we sold him to someone who had another bird, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he messed me up a couple of times and he, he was green, but you know, oh, looked like a military macaw then. Probably. I, I don't know. Oh, I know he, he I know he was a humongous. I mean, I was younger, but he was a big bird. I think yeah. it's a macaw, right? Like the, the green with the red on the face. Yeah. Cause the, the green with the red on the, the, the red kind of like Mohawk, that's a military macaw. The, okay, then, yeah, the, the red one, the ones that are predominantly red with a little bit of blue in them that kind of like reverse red rainbows are scarlets. The blue and golds are blue and golds. And then the big, big blue ones with the yellow around their beak, those are uh, high sense. And if you can't tell, yes, I want all four of them. So, well, if I if I see any flying around, man, I'll grab one for you. I promise. I will make a trip out to California then. <laughs> <laughs> and they live forever, right? I mean, not forever, but they live like a long time, don't they? Uh, yeah. Like uh, Helios, he's smaller. He lives. He can live up to be like thirty to forty. Uh, macaws are eighty plus. So. Yeah, that's that. That was the concern is that this bird was going to bite the shit out of me for the next 40 or you know 20 years while i was at home so that's why they <laughs> sold him but he was a beautiful bird but he would like he would get on the table like we would be eating dinner and i would be sitting there just trying to sit still while he'd walk around and be cool with everybody and he'd get near me and kind of like hiss and, like he'd stand on top of my milk so i couldn't drink it like oh it sounds like <laughs> a dick <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, my chihuahua is his his spirit animal we, uh, my girlfriend, uh, Emily, uh, again, very inconspicuous name out there. Um, she had, a, a, a Senegal parrot from Africa and his name was cricket. Now cricket was, you want to talk about an asshole. He's, he's like a chihuahua. Like the first meeting I ever had with cricket, he, he made me bleed. Like he, I bled for like 20 minutes. I, I spent three months cause he lived with me because my girlfriend wanted to spend more and more time with him. And so I lived with him for three months and like he would perch on her shoulder and I'm like, I can't even go into snuggle because he'll try to kill me. It took me three months to make him my best friend before he was like, okay, I'm comfortable with you. That was living with him, feeding him, changing his water dish, giving him treats, giving him scratches. Like I pampered him like a spa all day, every day for three fucking months before he was like, yeah, I guess you're kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. It's something about that, that resilience and that they're, they're independent. It's, it's the personality. Like they have mm -hmm. a real, it's not like, like I know cats and dogs have it. And I'm, I'm a big dog guy, but, but that when they have a real specific personality, that's what I like. Like, cause I've had a dumbass dog before and, that, <laughs> and I've had a dog that had no personality. I mean, it's, it's annoying. Yeah. That, that's, that's what I love about uh, the, the boys. And that's probably what, uh, what's your chihuahua's name, by the way? Tito. Tito. Should've yeah, like like the Gordito dog from Taco Bell. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me, Rev? <laughs> I, well, his, that's not even his real name. You know, I, I, I would rather remain anonymous for this. No, his I real name is actually Otis, but I said that was the stupidest fucking name for a chihuahua I've ever heard. So I just started calling him Tito, and now everybody calls him Tito. So, Did you give him the name Otis, or did he come with the name Otis? No, uh, my daughter gave him the name Otis, uh, and then she moved to the Navy, and we inherited him, or moved out when she joined the Navy, so... Oh, okay. We that inherited him and, and I, well, I rebranded him way before she moved. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's probably uh, what I was getting to uh, before I got sidetracked there, but like the same thing with Tito, like 
he wouldn't be Tito without his mannerisms and his personality. And, and yeah, that's why we fall, fall in love with animals. And that's why we get super sad Panda when they, when they uh, leave the world too early on the rainbow bridge. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Or, or um, rainbow road, the rainbow road. Yeah. <laughs> Going <laughs> back you know to anything, Mario. Yeah. Yes, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my cool. God. I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. No, man. You're, I, I really you're good, man. It. Is, yeah. It's just a, I got to get up an hour earlier for work and I've spent the last couple of nights staying up way too late editing and playing video games. So Rev, I'm sure that's going to change tonight. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll probably, I'll probably grab some extra food cause I'm still a little hungry after dinner and then I'll probably find something to do. And next thing I'll know it's 2 AM and I'm like, fuck, I got to get up an hour earlier now too. So. All right, well, yeah. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Yeah, and anybody, uh, if, if it stays in uh, anybody listening, yeah, go to, uh, uh, yeso podcast.com forward slash rev rev and that's yeah y-e-a-h and uh check us out on youtube uh go to the clubhouse app and come talk shit in person are you on clubhouse yet man that's a lot of fun on there no i i have enough time uh hanging out in the in the uh, evil mark show discord i i can barely hang with that sometimes so <laughs> well you know what but but t- okay so that, mm-hmm. that yeah evilmark.com if you are if you're if you're privileged enough to be a member of the discord if not too bad but um it's it, imagine the evil mark discord plus people you don't like that's oh. kind of like what clubhouse is <laughs> okay it's just uh well let's see here because uh, i, I want to make sure I'm, I'm getting this here uh it's just clubhouse yeah it's just the clubhouse app and it's it's you you can go on there uh yeah it's for iphone and android it's just clubhouse and you can you make your profile go on there and talk. see i'm i'm a roaster like in a, in a comic you know i do a lot of stand-up i've been doing stand-up comic comedy for a while now and um getting my feet wet and it's a lot of fun to go on there because people are for the most part if you're on there they have thin skin so you can say things without people getting mm-hmm. that's why i like you guys like you and when i did the show with you guys you know when yeah. we did the the um superb owl which i still struggle to say I, I don't know how many times i've said it and i still struggle to say that goddamn thing every time i i, I, um, I hate how the nfl has that monopoly and i just call it the super bowl i don't care the nfl is not going to come after my podcast i like i've got an okay following for doing it for three years but like the super the, the nfl is going to be like oh what feather what what is that nobody cares like look at that logo who cares so yeah wait a minute wait a wait a minute is what? that why he named it superb owls because the nfl is going to cut he was he's afraid of the nfl mark i'm talking to you evil mark Really? That's why he he changed it to Superb Owl because of the copyright mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Well, he's oh. he's got a big enough following that they could oh, crack down on that's him. True. Yeah, they they definitely would. Uh, and he's actually so it's it's because you're on tonight. Tomorrow is Eric, and then Saturday is is Mark. So that's that's what's happening the next three episodes. Oh, great. Mark's already prepping his rebuttal right now. I already know it. Oh, no, he does. I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to tell him about this. I'm going to clip it and I'm going to play it for him. And then we're going to we're going to go ahead and uh, we'll talk about it. So we'll, we'll see what he has to say. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so right, like, well, if you're listening to me, I'm listening to you. Listen to me, Mark. And uh, it's all good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you're better than the NFL. Screw those guys. Yeah. So uh, who do you go through out of your podcast for, to, to put up your podcast out of curiosity then? Uh, anchor really how are you guys not on all the other places um oh you mean you you mean all the platforms or yeah i I thought you meant as far as rss feed oh and i'm no on everything on 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 spotify uh youtube of course the youtube channel on uh google podcasts Mm -hmm. apple podcasts um okay stitcher all of them 
Yeah, because I was looking for you on Spotify earlier today to to listen to a couple episodes at lunch, and I I, I just had to Google Yasso podcast, and that's that, how you came up. So is, is there a special that's the reason for the rebranding? That's that's why uh, I need to work on the name because it, it was honestly the only reason it's called that was because this isn't even, wasn't even my podcast. This was somebody else's who started it, and when we were setting it up, I was like, I don't care. Yeah. So, and that's, it was like a joke. And then once it started to take off and I liked it, it was kind of too late to, but I am working on rebranding. It's not going to be too far off, but All right. yeah, the, the, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I understand the misconception. And if it wasn't for that, I'd be past Rogan by now. God damn it. Well, Joe Rogan, uh, the, the rev is coming for you. So rev, it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure, bud. Just hang tight afterward. Well, I'll do the outro and then we'll kick it. All right. Of course. Thanks for having me, Jared. Appreciate it. Uh, it's been my pleasure. And like I was saying, the next episode is Eric, uh, the vet, my buddy, the veteran from the Evil Mark show. And then I guess I'm just having everybody from the Evil Mark show. The, this has been episode whatever it is. And we'll catch you guys next time. See you later, everybody. 111. <laughs>